<laughs> All right, let's go. Welcome to Romance is Dead, the podcast about romantic comedies. I'm your host, Mike Solsby. With me, as always, is the very sick Yasmin Rolf. How are you doing, my friend? <laughs> yes, hello. I'm here today with my uh, more nasally voice than usual, given my Australian <laughs> accent. <laughs> So you're welcome, yes, I, everyone. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it really is brutal whenever we get a cold, isn't it? And you can really tell. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm just um, really slipping into my Australian accent here today, guys. <laughs> oh, even the guys is, like, really brutal. Uh, <laughs> nah, I still like you. You're all right. You're all right. Thank um, you. <laughs> I, will, I, I had to bring up some recent news um, that is that is it's really mm. um, sent a chill through my through my entire body. Um <laughs> Chris Pratt's most recent Instagram post, which he posted on uh, three days ago from... So he posted on the 3rd of, of November, where it has such... Well, I'll read it out. So he's, <laughs> he's taken a photo with his wife, who's, like, just looking at him as he stares ahead uh, towards the camera. And he goes... And the, <laughs> and the caption is, Guys, for real, look how she's looking at me. I mean... Find you someone that looks at you like that, you know? We met in church. She's given me an amazing life. Yeah. A gorgeous, healthy daughter. She chews so loudly that sometimes I put in my earbuds to drown it out, but that's love! She helps me with everything. In return, periodically I open jars of pickles. <laughs> that's the trade. Her heart is pure and it belongs to me. My greatest treasure right now next to my Ken Griffey Jr. Upper Deck Rookie Card. Which, if you know, you know is saying a lot. It's her birthday in about six weeks, so if I don't get her anything, I'll tell her to look back on this post. I love you, honey. Thank you, um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Doing the bare minimum. <laughs> look at this post I wrote six weeks ago. <laughs> I know I forgot your birthday, Shut but remember up. that Instagram post that was really embarrassing? <laughs> That I got my, like, publicist to fucking oh, write no, for me. Wrote, no way a publicist wrote that. No one would. No, like, they'd be fired. That's true. It's, it's like, it has yeah. such, like, uh, evangel like, no offense to the evangelists, but it, it just has just, like, that energy of, like, someone who has never had sex before. <laughs> yeah. Also, the, my favorite thing is, like, um, in return, I open jars of pickles. Mm. Like... I'm sure she can open the jar of pickles. Yeah. Herself, um, and you know, there's also, like, you bro. did mention to me off air that there's something to do with Anna Ferris sort of getting some shade in this post. Yeah. So a lot of people, there's been like a bit of backlash about the post because it, when he says um, she gave me like a gorgeous, healthy daughter, their son, his son with Anna Ferris was born prematurely. Mm. So he had some health issues. Um, and so a lot of people are just like, Ooh, maybe um, that's like you could have just yeah. said like oh yeah. she gave a me a gorgeous, gorgeous, child, gorgeous yep. daughter but like to specify healthy people are like oh is that a bit of a unnecessary word to use when like your other child has or had a lot of health issues when they were yeah. born you know like is it a bit is it a bit unsensitive? it's very unsensitive insensitive yeah. yeah. Well, Chris Pratt so. continues to suck, and let's just everyone remember that when you're watching the movies. I, I know it's shocking to everyone who who hears it, but yeah, he sucks. It's so sad. He used to be my favorite Chris, and then like things happened, and I was just like, why? And then more things happened. I'm why? just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he is the bottom of the Chris's now. <laughs> he truly is. Um. So this week we are doing 2013's Enough Said. 
Directed by Nicole Hall of Center, who's mm. done uh, has done quite a few good movies in the past. Um, starring Julia Louis Dreyfus, the I I love I love her. I, I think she's fantastic. I do love her. I'm really yeah, a big that fan. Is true. And and the very final role of James Gandolfini. Interesting. Very sad. Mm. He died of a heart attack three weeks after this movie finished filming. I. Think. Think if that's if my notes are correct. Mm. That's very sad. That's, um, that's very sad. What did you think of this movie? <laughs> I think <laughs> we've got um, a different views I on this movie. I think we do. I think we've got so very you different like views. It, you didn't like it at all. I mean, I didn't really like it. No. What? Why? It's just like it's ninety minutes. It's about. It's because you hate old people. Yes, I. They disgust <laughs> me. <laughs> Fair um, enough. What was like, like, like the tone of it, like the pacing of it, what was wrong? So I think it's going to be like so mean, but like the overall story, to be honest, like I, it was just like, does anyone in this movie like each other? You know what I mean? <laughs> like they all I, I mean, kind of hated each other. Like the only actual good relationship in the movie was Tony Collette and Julia. Like I love their scenes. I was like, this is so fun. Love this. Um, yeah. But all the other scenes, like, there's either underlying tension or there's, like, obviously, like, well, that's uns- a movie. <laughs> unspoken words that like, don't like each other. No, but it, it's just, like, I just watched people who don't like each other for 90 minutes and it wasn't sure. that interesting. Do you know well, what, what I mean? About, what about the scene? Yeah, but what about the scenes when Julie Louis-Dreyfus and James Gandolfini were getting to know each other and they were, it, was getting, it was going well? Yeah, it was, like, the first, maybe, like, the first 30 minutes of the movie. I was like, oh, this is yeah. this is nice. And then, like, the rest of it, I was like, nah. Okay. I mean, look, I... I I respect your opinion, but you are wrong. This is a very charming film. (laughs) (laughs) Also, it got to the point where, like, during this movie, I was just like, these people should know better because they are older. They're all, yeah, they're older. Yeah. So I, mean, I think I, I, that's also affected my view because if it was younger people, I'd be like, oh, like they're young, dumb, they whatever. Don't know. They but don't I'm get just it. like, oh, I was like, these people should know better. So I was thinking I was okay. also harsher in my judgment of their actions. Sure. I mean, I agree with you in that sense, but then I, I sort of, I sort of think maybe like one of the messages of the movie is like, no matter how old you get, it doesn't get easier. Yeah, I mean, I understand that, but at the same time, I'm just, like, a judgy bitch. So I was like, Yeah, mm. fair enough. <laughs> well, anyway, um, Hall of Center wrote this script, which was partly inspired by her own life. Um, it was filmed in Los Angeles on a budget of only $8 million. Wow. Um, Gandolfini died uh, after the film was completed, and uh, Hall of Center uh, dire- uh, dedicated the film to him. Which is nice. Um, yeah. So let's jump into the plot. Julia Louis Dreyfus. What? So, do, do you, are you a fan? Do you like Seinfeld? I've actually never watched Seinfeld. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's, I think what, it's what like a lot of those '90s sitcoms. Like I was too young to watch them when they were first out, and I've just mm. never gone back and rewatched okay. them. Because I just well, don't care. Okay, okay, mate. You're not you're not that young to have missed Seinfeld and like the other like we hate Friends, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Um, okay. Anyway, so but like, what do you think of Julia? You like her? Don't like her? I do enjoy her. Every like role I've seen her in, I've enjoyed her. Yeah. Okay. Um, so th- this film just just in general makes me very sad because I think James Gandolfini is like a brilliant actor. I think he's just really he's just good at what he does. Have you ever seen The Sopranos? 
No. <laughs> no. That's, I mean, The Sopranos is like, I mean, that was like sort of before both our times because we were both too young to mm. be watching it when it came out. I think a lot so of the... So we had to have yeah, made an older, effort to go watch it, yeah. Older TV series I'm less likely to commit to, but like older films are fine, do you know what I mean? Like, because like a lot of older TV series have like six seasons and like 22 episodes and I'm like, no, I'm I not... I be bothered. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to spend it. my time watching all of that. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, so Julia, um, she is a masseuse. Yes. And she's got an older daughter who, well, older, she's got an old daughter who is, to, who's going off to college. Yep. Leaving yep. the nest. Um, she's leaving the nest, so Julia's feeling, feeling her age because her, her kid's heading out on her own. Um, Tony Collette is in this, in her Australian accent. I know! Speaking of Australian accents, you love to see it. Love to see it. Like, the first ten seconds, I was like, is she speaking, she's speaking in her Australian is she accent? she speaking Australian? I was like, oh my god! I'm, I was like, I can't, this is amazing. Oh, I was thrilled to hear it. Um... So they go to this party together, her, Tony Collette, and Tony Collette's husband in this movie, who is Melissa McCartney's real-life husband. Oh, really? I should look up his name, um, but I couldn't be bothered. So, yeah. hey, you're not paying for this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they go out to dinner. Um, Catherine Keener is also in this movie. We love Catherine Keener. Yeah. So Julia befriends this woman because she's seen her at the gym. Yeah, she's seen her so, at the gym. So she gives her her like masseuse like a business card, and she's like, "Great." Um, and Catherine Keener's like, "Oh, I'm a poet." And Julia's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, she's like, like "Oh, another dreamer." And then she's like, oh, "Wait, actually, like you get paid to do it." <laughs> That's crazy to me. Of all the arts, I feel like no offense to poets. I know I actually know two poets, so no <laughs> offense. But to me, that's like the. It's just so old school. It feels like a very. It's it's a bygone era of writing. Yeah, I also don't bring understand it, back. it. Prove me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I feel um, like I want to understand it, and then I read it, and I'm yeah. like, "Wow, that's really beautiful." And then I'm like, "I actually have no idea what the fuck they were saying." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um, am I dumb? <laughs> I might have. Um, also, at the party, she meets James Gandolfini. Yes. I really um, like this meet cute that they had. It was very funny. Very sweet. Yeah, it's great because they both admit like, oh, neither of them like. She's like, oh. <laughs> Uh, um, Tony Collette's husband's like, oh, um, she, she just said that she doesn't find anyone at this party attractive. And then James Gandolfini's like, oh, well, neither do I, even though clearly he does. And it's, you know, Julia. Um, so it was really cute. I like that. Um, she, uh, so she talks to Gandolfini about how, um, her kid's going off to college and, yeah. and he's, he's in a similar position, his kid's going off to college and they're both like devising funny ways to prevent them from going. She's yeah. Really cute. Very cute. Yeah. Uh, she, she, she gets a call from Catherine Keener. She, she massages Catherine Keener mm-hmm. and they talk a lot about how they have no idea how they ever liked their ex-husbands. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's interesting. That's, we're setting the seeds here cause there's a bit of a twisty twist, uh, towards the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, so just remember, Keena and Gandolfini were at the same party. Uh, so James and James Gandolfini and Julia Dreyfus go on their first date, and I, I just I love her so much. She's so charming. I did enjoy the day. I thought it was very funny, very cute. I wish I wish she was in more stuff. I, like, I kind of wish that like Seinfeld hadn't taken up all her time in the nineties. I feel like we missed out. She could have been like a she could have done some rom coms back in the day. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, she could have been like a Julia Roberts level type of person. For sure. Oh no, I think she's I think she's great, and I think she, her comedic timing is really good. She's very funny. Yeah. Uh, so her, her her and James Gandolfini go on a date. 
Um, <laughs> they get on the conversation. <laughs> they get on the subject of fake boobs. <laughs> I actually love this bit when she was just like, my boobs are real. And then you just see her face and she's like, what the fuck did I just say? And then he's just like, well, that's good news for both of us because I like <laughs> I like real boobs. It's so funny. It's really cute. Um, so they're, they're on di- that dinner. Again, Afini says, like, they sort of talk about how dating's hard and how they should just be, like, cards on their chest saying, like, what's wrong with each one. And yeah. she was like, what would your card say? And he says, I'm a slob. Yeah. And he tells this story about how his ex-wife would get angry because when he would eat guacamole, he doesn't like the onions in the guacamole, so he would, like, separate the onions from the guacamole as he was eating. That is important for later. (laughs) Very important. Very, very important in this M. Night Shyamalan-level twist at the end. (laughs) Um, They turn up the music in the restaurant, and Julia's like, oh, I'm old. Oh, I know. She goes, oh, did they just turn the music up? And then James Gondolfini's like, oh, no, you just got older. (laughs) It's very funny. And then I love when she asks the waiter if he can turn it down and he's just like, no. (laughs) I know, like, what the fuck, dude? Turn it down. It's so funny. I get, like, irritated. I I mean, even when I was younger, I got irritated by, like, loud music in stores. I'm like, I don't want to shop here. Thank God online shopping's an option. When it's, like, absolutely pumping, it's like a fucking rave. And you're like, guys, I just wanted to, like, pick up a (laughs) T-shirt. I don't want my ears to be assaulted. (laughs) Yeah, because, like, the bright lights plus the loud music. I feel like I'm being, like, tortured. (laughs) So you panic grab multiple items and just yes. leave. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not how. Yeah, I don't even pay for it. That's their fault, not mine. Um, they go to a frozen yogurt place where, like, she's already sort of noticing that he doesn't look after himself. He, like, puts too many sweet stuff on his frozen yogurt. Yeah, which I was like, just let the man live, you know. Let the man live. He's, he's older. Live. He's um, fine. I, d- during this, though, and during their interactions, I was just like, we're, we're, we're very charmed to be watching two of America's greatest treasures acting opposite each other. <laughs> I really enjoyed their chemistry. I did really enjoy their chemistry, too. Yeah. They're very um, nice. Yeah, so he goes in for a kiss when they're in the car. And she's just like, I'm not sure. Very adult. That's great. Yeah. And he's like, okay, that's great. And then she she mentioned earlier, he mentioned earlier that he likes her hands. And she's like, oh, I like your hands. They're like big paddles. <laughs> 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 and as she's leaving the car, she's like, I like your paddles. And then he smiles and he goes, I like your, I like your ass. And yeah. I thought that was cute too. Was and she said she loved that. Um, so Tavi Gevinson's in this movie. Do you know who Tavi Gevinson is? Mm. No one knows who Tavi Gevinson is. No. She was the editor of a like teenage girl magazine called Rookie. She was like an editor of the magazine at like ten years old, and she yeah, continued no. to edit it until she was like eighteen. She's incredible, and then she just became an actress. Which was like, what a waste! I mean, she's a fine actress, but like, what a waste of talent. She's in like the new Gossip Girl. She's one oh. of the teachers. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there you go. So Taffy plays one right. of Julia Louis-Dreyfus' daughter's friends. Yes. yes. she. Her voice, it was her voice because I was like, her voice yeah. is so familiar because I have been watching yeah. the new Gossip Girl. And I was like, I can't figure yeah. out who she is. She has right. privileged New Yorker accent. Yes. And she has like a very <laughs> like distinctive like low voice, I guess. Yeah, and a little bit nasally. Like gravelly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's one of Julia Louis-Dreyfus' daughter's friends. She's always at the house. Yes. Always at the house. She goes dress shopping with Julia and, and, um, Tabby's mum's there. And (laughs) Tabby and they wear the same dress. I love in this scene how Julia's sitting on the couch knitting. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, it's good. (laughs) It's very funny. It's it's good. Um, so Julia goes over to James Gandolfini's house for brunch 
And she's like, oh, what are you wearing? He's like, it's just brunch. I'm wearing a t-shirt and and (laughs) tracksuit pants. Yeah, she's like, did I get the wrong day? He's like, actually wearing pajamas. It's very funny. Yeah, like, it's brunch. Yeah, it's brunch. I mean, I would have dressed up, bro. Like, it's your second day. you got to dress up. Yeah. But anyway, neither here nor there. We're getting the slob coming out. We're getting the slob. That's right. So they're they're at brunch. He's, like, cooking. They're talking about their kids. And then she's like, your penis is showing. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. (laughs) so random because they were like having a nice chat and then she was just like your penis is out of your pants how does it happen bro i know and then he's like did you like it (laughs) what did you think she's like yeah you look very healthy i was like what it's pretty good i thought it was pretty good it's funny um so they they go talk in the backyard after they've eaten uh, they talk about their exes, and mm-hmm. then they talk about, like, their feet, because Julia's got, like, a blister. He gets her a Band-Aid, and mm-hmm. then they kiss, and it's really nice. They kiss. It's very cute. And I had the thought that this was so much better, like, people in their 40s and 50s or 60s, like, falling in love. This was so much better than that terrible It's Complicated movie. Oh, yeah. Ugh, sucked. Um, but they have sex. Yes. You know what's so funny is that I was watching this movie with, um, shout out to my beautiful boyfriend, Stu. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out. And they like kiss and he's like, I feel like at that age he was just like, you can't just kiss, like you'd have to have sex. And then it cuts to them like in bed and he's like, I told you. <laughs> he's like, I knew it. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> hey, at any age, come on. If it's, if it's, if it's, if it's getting going, you got to, uh, life is busy. We're in COVID times, you know, we've got to take every chance you can get. Yeah. Live in the moment, um, guys. We live in the moment, guys. Um, uh, they have sex, and then Julia says something funny, like she's just like, "I'm so tired of being funny." Yeah. And then Gandalfini's like, "Yeah, me too." And, he, and then she's just like, "You're not, You're not funny. funny," which I thought was cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, they uh, they it cuts to uh, it might be their like third date at this point. Yeah. They look at each other. They're looking at each other's teeth, and Tavi Gevinson interrupts them. <laughs> so weird. I was like, um, "Why are they looking at each other's teeth?" No, you do that sometimes. And then they have brunch with Tavi, and Tavi asks Gandolfini mm. uh, questions about old TV questions because he works at, um, like, a, like the Los Angeles Television Archives. Yeah, something like that, some sort of archive. Where they sort of preserve, like, yeah, old TV shows and stuff. What a fucking sick job that would be. I'd I love know. that job. That would be I would love such that job. a good job. Yeah, so um, Julia visits him at work, and his work mm-hmm. is so cool. It's so cool. Yeah, I want that job. Um, so then there's another scene where uh, Gandolfini introduces uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus to uh, his daughter. She's awful. <laughs> she's awful. Played by Eve Hewson, who she looks like someone I've seen before, but I, I didn't recognize any of her yes. roles. Yes. Right? Yeah, I thought the I same know. thing. I was like, she looks very familiar, yeah. but yeah. I have no idea from why. So they have an awful lunch. Like, she's very pretentious, so it, it doesn't go great. But No. Yeah, whatever. Um, as she's leaving, um, as the daughter's leaving, uh, Julia asks Gandolfini, like, do you think they have threesomes? And he's like, oh, my God, what? <laughs> God, I hope not. He's, she's like, that's the end thing now. And then she was like, oh, we missed our window. And he says, there was a window? <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> Very funny. Um, <clears throat> uh, Julia goes to visit Catherine, oh, Catherine Keener again. Yes. And Keener starts talking about... Like she, uh, Julia talks about how much how much fun she's having with this sort of this guy. He's a bit yeah. he's a bit sloppy, but he's he's nice. And then Keena starts talking about her ex husband, mm. and she's also talking about all the like exact opposite things of um, how you know uh, her ex husband was a slob. He was gross, and just all the things that really bugged her about him. Whereas yeah. Julia basically said the opposite. She, all the things that she likes about him are the things that that 
Kena said her ex-husband did were bad. Then Kena says that the one thing that really pissed her off about her ex-husband was that he used to get the corn, his corn chips, swirl them around in the guacamole and separate all the onions from the grok. And bum, 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 Julia figures out that she's dating her ex-husband. Wow. Big twist. Big twist. And then the horrible daughter comes to visit. Oh, doesn't come to visit. She's staying at Kena's house and she says she's sick. And Julia, like, disappears uh, just before <laughs> Kena has a chance to introduce, introduce her. her. Yeah. But that, that was, that's, so, that, so then the movie, I, my heart was sort of like, oh, that's a little bit of an interesting, I mean, I've seen this movie before, but I was like, oh, that's, that's it. It's a fun, that's a fun little thing. A fun twist. And this is where I think the movie started going downhill for me. <laughs> Okay, but I, I argue I argue this point to you though. I think it's a very interesting um, concept of of how everyone sees people differently, yes, and how every relationship is different. And sure, you could ask you could ask my ex girlfriend about me, and she would tell you all these terrible things. When you ask my current partner, and she would tell you all the opposite things. It's very yeah. interesting. It's very interesting. And like how he says later, he was like, "Oh, your perception was being poisoned." I was like, "That's a really nice way of putting it." It is. It really is. I mean, apart from, like, obviously if somebody tells you the person's an abuser or the person's, like, hard to work with or bad to deal with, I I think giving everyone at least a shot before you also decide. Like, say you work with somebody and they're, like, shit the first day and someone's told you, oh, they're horrible to work with. Like, okay, well, that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. They seem to be really shit. But if you work with them a couple of days, like, oh, they're actually not so bad. Maybe they were having a bad day. Maybe they've changed. It's very interesting. Anyway, I I like how the movie riffed on that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Julia tells her gal pals like, to, like uh, Tony Collette and Tavi that, um, yeah. that she's dating the uh, ex-husband of the lady she's masseusing. Big drums. Um, uh, Tavi's back over in the house for breakfast where Julia Louis-Dreyfus' daughter isn't thrilled by that. No, there's a tension Ke- there. Yeah, a bit of a tension there. Uh, Kina and uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus go for a walk where Kina continues to go on about um, how bad her ex-husband was. And I, I, once again, I, I, I say this, I, I think it's an interesting juxtaposition of somebody talking about the end of a relationship versus somebody talking about the start of a relationship and how we all interpret things differently. I liked, I liked that stuff. Mm. Um, Tony says the same stuff that I just said. <laughs> she basically <laughs> said, you're just, you're talking to a woman who's been through a whole thing. Yeah. You know, you got to have your own experience basically. Uh, but then sadly, Julia starts to notice the things that Catherine Keener has mentioned about her ex-husband. Yeah. Yeah. They go to the movies together. I love when in a movie, the characters go to see a movie. I really yeah. enjoy that. I don't know what it is about it. I just love going to the movies, I guess. So I guess I like seeing it on screen. Like, <laughs> oh, the movies. I love that um, he talked through the whole movie and I was like, this is exactly me and Michael. When we go to the movies, <laughs> we're that person. It's so true. We're, that, we're, we're, both, we're both James Gandolfini. Yeah. I mean, we Thank try God to we. whisper. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sometimes we don't. Yeah. Sometimes we don't. If you ever hear us talking in a cinema, mind your own business. Yeah, guys. Just watch the movie, all right? Yeah, watch the movie. <laughs> mind your own damn business. Um, so they go see a movie, uh, which, is, which, is, which is great. Um, they're sitting in bed after, after they go to the movie. They, they have sex again. They're sitting in bed, and he asks, like, can you breathe when I'm on top of you? Because he's a big man. He's a massive unit. He's a big man, yeah. 
Like when yeah, they're standing next to each other, I'm like, Julia looks so tiny. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, he's huge. Uh, and, he, and he says at the end, I adore you already, which I thought was nice. It's very cute, yeah. This is a much this is a much softer role than he usually played Army Man and obviously he was Tony Soprano and he, he said in interviews um, that this was a role where he was the closest to himself. So I'm really happy Aww. that he got to do this before he passed away. I sort of feel like this is a really beautiful final movie for his at least for his family. Yeah, that's true. To be able to see this film and see him sort of on screen as himself and having a nice time. Mm. And then having a bad time and then having a nice time again. <laughs> uh yeah, I thought that was. I thought it's not. It's just. I don't know. It's 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 really. It's hard to watch films of, of actors who have passed. It's hard to not um, feel a little bit of melancholy every time you're watching somebody who's passed away on screen. Uh, so, Tavi is once again over at Julie Louis Dreyfus's house. Yes. And she's doing Julia's nails, and the daughter comes home again to find this happening, and she mm. is not happy. She's not happy, Jim. No. Um. Uh. Julia visits Keener again, and goes. She goes on about how. James Gandolfini basically sucks. Yeah. It's really, it's really, because I am wondering at this point, because Julie starts noticing the things that Catherine Keener is saying, and she's like, oh, like, you can see her being like, oh, that's annoying, that's disgusting, whatever. And I was like, I wonder, I was like, is she just thinking this just because of Catherine Keener? I was like, oh, would she have eventually gotten to the same conclusion? I was like, well, yeah, there you go. Who knows? I, I, I do you think it's bad just because you're being told it's bad? You know? Well, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's a good argument to avoid movie reviews, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, that's you, a good reason to avoid this podcast. If like, turn it off, guys. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we have both quite opposing views of this movie, so you know. That's true. So actually, you know, keep it on. Keep it on. Listen to it. Oh, All the time. You know, they keep, you know I, I get confused, you know. They, they, they keep telling me, like, Mike, stop telling your audience to turn off the podcast. I'm just like, no, I'll You're be like, honest. <laughs> I'll tell everyone not to listen to us. You don't. Yeah, I will. You don't control me. You don't me. tell me what to do. Yeah. Uh, so um, there's, they have, they, they go to have, um, James Gandolfini cooks her dinner, the same meal that Kina was shitting on, but like, Julie's like, this is nice. This is yum. Yeah. She's like, this is actually good. And he was like, did you not think it was going to be? <laughs> yeah. And then he's, she's like, I went to massage some woman down in this particular Californian <laughs> suburb. And he was like, I hope it wasn't my wife. <laughs> and she was like, um, he ah, buys her, it was. <laughs> he buys her an ugly necklace. Yeah. But I mean, it's nice. Yeah. It's fine. It was fine. But he bought her something nice. They have sex yeah. and it's all out of whack. Yeah, because she's, like, not into it anymore. Not into it. Um, she looks through his medicine cabinet to find, like, he's got, like, a bunch of, like, mouthwashes and a bunch of toothbrushes. She's like, why do you have all these? Why don't you just throw them out? And he's just like, oh, who cares? My favorite <laughs> when she was asking about the toothbrushes and he's like, they're my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty cute. They're my friends. It's fine. Um, Julia uh, has dinner with her ex-husband and her daughter, and they all talk about second marriages, and uh, Julia leaves very deflated. This scene was so awful. Oh, it was horrible because Tony Collette and her husband keep fighting. I'm like, well, fucking oh, divorce then. Constantly, like throughout the whole movie, whenever they're together. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, Tony Collette and like, her husband is like, just, Okay. And in front of her kid and her kid's friend, I was like, oh, rein it in. Like, it's a graduation celebration and you're sitting there just talking shit about each other. Like, if I was a child, I'd be like, great, I love, like, celebrating my graduation. Like, any celebration would be ruined (laughs) by your parents parents and their friends. My parents have never, ever talked about their relationship in front of me and I am thankful for it. Yeah. Separately, yes. 
where I want to smash my head into a wall, but together they <laughs> never did, so that's a relief. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, she go, Julia goes and chats with Keener again, and she's just gotten off a call with Gandolfini, and Keener says he can't see him. She can't see him ever getting a girlfriend because he's a loser. So she's yeah. like, bro, like Keener, shut the fuck up about your ex. Oh, I know, on. constantly. And she's kind of the worst as well. Yeah, she is. She's, like, very pretentious. She's not into very it. This pretentious. Is a, this is a bad look for all poets. Yeah, like, you kind of end up just not liking a character. This is not it. a good portray- portrayal, of, uh, portrayal of poets. Definitely um, not. I thought they meant to be, like, voicemail. Yeah. yeah, chill. Um, <laughs> and she also mentions that he never had bedside tables. Yeah. <laughs> it, they're expensive. They're hard to buy. <laughs> Get over it. It's hard to figure it Hard to match them with the bed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she goes on a double, Julia and Gandolfini go on a double date with Tony and her hubby. Yeah. Ooh, I hate the word hubby. I'm sorry I said that. Husband. <laughs> it's because of these, because she's doing her Australian accent. That's why I said hubby. Yeah, I love that. That's why I said it. Um, <laughs> Julia mentions that Gandolfini doesn't have bedside tables and, that, yeah. and then he does the guacamole thing in front of her. Uh-oh. And then she says she's going to get him a calorie book, which was oh, – that hurt brutal. my soul when she yeah, said mean. that. It was so mean. She was so mean like, to him. Yeah, she was so mean. And then she was like, he can't whisper. And then he, he tries to – I mean, that's pretty funny. He, like, tries to whisper <laughs> and it's his full voice. Yeah. She basically bullies him the whole night and then he just, like, drives her home and tells her that she was really mean. Yeah, and she's like, oh, no. And he, was, he says, I thought you actually liked me. Yeah, that, that was, was very really sad. sad. Yeah, that was. And then he also says, why do I feel like I've spent an evening with my ex-wife? Ooh, rough. Fucking Tevi Gevinson is there at, at Julia's home again. Yep. Uh, Julia offers her, uh, like, offers to let her stay in her daughter's room once her daughter's <laughs> off to college. And her daughter comes home and is just like, can I have my mum back? You'll be asking her to stay in my room when I'm gone, which she did do, so that was awkward. That was awkward. Uh, Keena and Julia hang out again. Yeah. And, uh-oh, the daughter comes over. Ugh. And she's like, yeah, I've met her before. She's dating, she's dating dad. And she's, and Keena's like, you're dating my ex-husband? And then who walks in? And then, oh, Gandolfini walks in and it's brutal. It's so brutal. And she's just standing yeah. there, like, trying to make up an excuse, but she cannot. And she's just like, she um. She cannot. Um. <laughs> oh, I thought all these scenes were very realistic. Yeah. Very, very well acted. Very great. Very well directed. Yes. Very well directed. Um, a lot of the stuff was improv as well. Ah, oh, so I didn't know that. There you go. Um, so, yeah, it, it all goes badly. Uh, Julia comes home and then is dunked on by Tavi Gevinson's mum as well. She's like, get your own daughter. Oh, wait, you already have one. Yeah, she calls her a dyke as well. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Oh, yeah, I was I like, I... Why? Why? But yeah, okay. I thought that like, was very is that strange, like the worst okay. thing she could think of in that? That's the worst yeah, insult she could think of. Like, not even like a bitch, <laughs> or like. It's like, yeah, that's so weird. It was so weird. It was um, such a weird insult to use. It was so weird. It was so funny. Uh, so there's <laughs> a little montage of being alone. Julie yeah. goes to James Gandolfini's house to try and explain herself. It was yeah. all a coincidence, and they have a very real chat, which was, which I thought was really great. And she it says it nice. didn't poison. He he says, as you mentioned, that it yeah. poisoned. She got her opinion poisoned, mm. and he says that he she that she broke his heart, and he's too old for it. That I'm made me sad. really sad. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I say once again, I'm really glad this was his last performance because he he really did a brilliant job. Yeah. Very, 
Very sweet man. Um, as Julia leaves, she catches his daughter on the way out and she says, he just really, really liked you. And yeah. she says, well, I really, really liked him. Very sad. sad. Very sad. sad Another times. quick montage and then Julia and her ex-husband go off to see, uh, send her daughter off. There's not a lot of closure on that daughter storyline, which I thought was fine. You didn't really need to close it. It was um, fine. I mean, they kind of have a chat, like, when she's packing. Yeah, um, but not much of one. Not much. And then she kind of just, like, puts the blanket she knitted in the bag. I don't know. Yeah, I guess maybe that they were like, that's the closure she that's needs. That's it. That's I don't enough. Know. So they see her off at the airport and then the, the ex-husband says, we really made a fine person. Yeah. <laughs> That was nice. So then Julia goes and visits Gandolfini's house. Yes. And she's like, oh, usually I don't stop. I usually just drive past. And he admits, yeah, I drive past your house too. Sweet. Yes, very sweet. Um, before that, though, they, I should I should mention that the guy, she, as, as, a, as a job as a masseuse, we keep dropping in on a couple of clients. One guy who never carries her, her table up these really awkward stairs, he finally <laughs> does it for her. Yeah. And this one woman who never shuts up, she finally lets her talk. So it sort of shows that people can change, I guess. Is, is In my film school opinion, that's what that was showing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, she drives outside his house. They have a little chat. She, he's dressed really nicely. They sit next to each other and it's nice and they have a little chat. And mm. the movie ends... In that way, we don't, we're sort of open-ended. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, they pro- um, they'll probably get back together. We'll see how it yeah, goes. Yeah, maybe. We'll see how it goes. Um, the film was shot on location over 24 days. Mm-hmm. 24 um, days? Was, yep. That's a very Budget quick turnaround. Million. Wow. It is. Um, most of the, the scenes were scripted, but most of it was ad-libbed. The final scene was ad-libbed. It was completely improvised. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's all my info. It made... Yeah. It made, you'll be surprised to hear this, it made $25 million. Oh. Yeah. I think Gandolfini and Julia Dreyfus really like their their names, you know? I was about to say their star power definitely people were like, yeah, we'll absolutely. go see it. Yeah. Um, how many corn chips in the guacamole do you give this out of five? I will give this, I'm going to give this three corn so chips. So I, I brought you around. In I, the guacamole. I did it. I brought you around. I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I still stand by that it wasn't my favourite. I I agree. I agree. Like, I I, I think I'm probably just very charmed by Julia and and James Gandolfini, to be honest. I was about to say, the thing that I really did enjoy, like, even, like, their just performances together were, like, the best thing of the movie, even though some of the things that happened in it, I was like, guys, come on, really? Yeah. Judgy. <laughs> um, I give this four. I, I really like. I liked it. I like it. Mm. It's, a, it's a nice movie. It's. It's just. I don't know. It's. It's just a normal. It's just like a good normal story. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see a normal story that is in the realm of possibility? Watch this movie. Are um, they hot enough for each other? Sadly, I'm gonna have to say no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, I felt so bad for James Gandolfini because they were constantly just, like, ragging on him the whole Ripping movie, him, yeah. calling him, like, fat, and they were like, oh, he's got a belly, and I was like, guys, just let the man be, James. Be nice. Judgy. Um, yeah, would this work in real life? Yeah. Yeah. Does this pass the Bechdel test? I guess she uh, talks about other bits of life with Tony. I mean, oh, yeah, they Ish. do. Yeah, um, a little. Yeah. A little. Okay. A little. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. It's great. Well, spy. <laughs> Yeah, sure, it is. Um, you got anything you want to plug? Um, no. Uh, All right, well, there is something you do want to plug, 
And it is our dear friend Mitch McTaggart's oh. new show, The Backside of Television, debuts yes. on SBS Viceland on November 15th. Very exciting. Watch it's it. It's going to be fucking great. Um, it's it's uh, a continuation of the show he did last year, the last year of television, but now he gets a couple of extra episodes before he drops bloody in on that uh, big uh, big episode, the last year of television. So uh, there's going to be, I think, I believe it's three episodes. Uh, the first one debuts November 15th. I don't know what time. I'm sorry I didn't write that down. Um, but it will be <laughs> on SBS On Demand if you want to watch it uh, online, which I'm sure most people do now anyway. So check out that show once it drops on uh, SBS On Demand um, after November 15th. He's very talented. I'm very proud of him. And it's very, very funny having just quietly watched all the edits. <laughs> Aw, I want to say. <laughs> so, sorry. Sorry, Yaz. I'm so, so very sorry. I guess I'll just have to wait like... with the masses to watch. <laughs> You you do. You really will have to. Um, I'd also like to promote something a little personal. Um, mm-hmm. I talked about, um, very briefly talked on Triple J's hack um, about toxic masculinity and all boys Catholic schools and my experiences with both. Um, that was on the uh, Friday the 5th episode of Hack, and that is on the um, Triple J Hack ABC news feed on any podcasting service you want to have a listen to. So I'm, I'm on there very briefly talking about how awful all boys Catholic schools are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, find us on Instagram at Romance is Dead Podcast. Find us on Twitter at Romance Deadcast. Find Yaz on Instagram at Yaz Roll. Find me on Instagram at Boy from School. Find me on Twitter at Boy underscore from underscore school. Rate, review, and subscribe. Tell your friends. And that's it for us this week. You will hear from us next week with a mini episode to tell you what to watch next. And you will hear from us then. Bye bye.